Today, we're serving the tea on Huga, the Danish tradition that gives a name to that feeling of coziness and comfort that we all love so much, and how to bring that magic into our home and life. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightatmoonbeams.com. So, hey, Christy, what's in your cup this week? Let's see. In my physical cup, which is my beach cup, I have, what do I have in there? Cranberry lemonade flavored water. Ooh, yum. Yeah. Um, we finally actually have some cool weather coming in. Um, it's been extra hot, hotter than normal lately. And tonight it's supposed to get down into the 40s or the 50s. And then tomorrow Ooh. the high is in the 60s. So I'm excited about that. So that's kind of nice. But it goes back up to 85 by the end of the week. <laughs> and there we are. That's yeah. our very brief first winter. We'll have several of those little. Well, I won't because I won't be here. So that's what else is in my cup. I finally found a van. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's taken so much searching just hours and hours and I don't know how many weeks of searching. And then the last two weeks, I haven't even had my a car of my own. Um, so borrowing and catching rides and that's getting old. So I actually pick it up on Wednesday, which is the day the podcast releases. So I will be doing that as some of our listeners are listening to this. But yeah, I'm really excited. It's getting real. Thanksgiving weekend. Um, good portion of it was spent driving all over the state of Florida looking at vans and until I finally found mine that is meant for me. So now it's just gearing up, getting it packed up, getting the rest of my stuff released, releasing and letting go, um, whether it's selling or giving away or going into storage. I have like three weeks to clear out and at least fix some of the things in the condo that I want to get done and get it ready for to give it hand it back over to my aunt and uncle. So there's that. And then also we have our final sacred circle of the fall series this Saturday on the second, which I'm preparing for that as well and getting excited. And our final magazine issue of the year too is coming up soon. So Busy, busy as always, but it's all good and it's the life I've been working to create for so long now. So it's, you know, sometimes terrifying, sometimes stressful, but it's all good because this is where I want to go with it. So and where I want to go with life. 
and really excited. I'm going to get to see my boys all in one place for the first time since Christmas of 2017. I yeah, oh, I think wow. that was the last time we were all together for Christmas. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. And that's my motivation to make sure I get done everything on time so I can get out of here and get out west to see them. Oh, my cup is very full and overflowing in all good ways. What about you, Belinda? What's in your cup? Well, I could say I don't have soda. I haven't had soda yeah. for a month now. Oh my gosh. And I'm still sane. So I have, I don't even know what's in this cup right now. I think it's a mixture of two or three different drinks. It's watered down and I'm pretty sure my grandson drank from it. So (laughs) you really don't know what's in there. (laughs) I I catch him where he'll drink something and then he'll pop off my top and then he'll go get Nana's water bottle and then add things to it. Like add to the cup. I'm it's mango something. There's something else in there though that the taste <laughs> isn't quite the same. It's just like toddler surprise. But it's cold and it's wet. <laughs> and so in our temperatures, we've had we haven't had snow in Winslow, but Flags up up in the higher parts of Flagstaff has had snow this weekend. Wow. And we're in the forties. And so wow. I can't even imagine 80s now. I don't think we'll see 80s until next next year now. And even that just blows my mind. Like, we're at the end of November. Like, where did 2023 go? Like, we were working our butts off, but it seemed like it went super fast. And Thanksgiving is done. And so it's just full steam ahead for December, which I think, I want to say it's my busiest month of the year. But this year, every year, every month has been busy, but we kick it off with a big birthday party for my grandson and then running here, there and everywhere, doing different things, um, different activities, craft things with him, craft things with me. And then, yeah, on top of making sure the podcast, getting my articles written, um, I started a new gardening class. It's six sessions. I started it today which was really, really good. Like I went in wanting knowledge and I learned a few things and I was like, ah, this is the smart. That was the whole intention of taking this. I wanted to work smarter and more effective to increase Mm -hmm. our crops so that next year we could sell it at the farmer's market and be a part of the community in that way. And so that has been amazing. Um, We're one step closer to adopting my grandson And so time is going to be freed up from all the countless appointments and stuff. So that is exciting. Paperwork went in. What else is in my life cup this week? There's been so much. I don't know. I've taken so many now. No, I don't want any more. (laughs) You want to talk about the broken jaw? Oh, Oh, good Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this grandma likes to lie on the floor and roll around and play with her grandson, right? So whenever he sees us on the floor, he jumps on our backs, you know, and you know, sometimes I'll get up on my knees and, and ride like a horse. But this time I was just like, I'm tired. So I just lay on the floor. I put my chin was resting on two fists, like one fist on top of the other. 
and I'm just sitting there and he's jumping over me and I'm like, whoa, be careful. He's okay. He jumps again, but instead of clearing my head, he lands smack on the back of my head. And I felt something give in my jaw. It went straight up into my ear. And I was like, my hands in my ear, I had blood in my mouth. I didn't know where it came from. Poor baby just was, he was upset. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. Yes, grandma, grandma hurts, but it's okay. Look, grandma's okay. But yeah, it hurts so much. And so the next day I went to work and worked a full shift. And I was just like, Mark kept saying, do you want to go to the doctor? No, no, no. And then as it got colder, I was like, it started stiffening up all my neck and like a pain had radiated down my, my arm. I was like, let me go. I, I'm, we've got insurance now, which is a blessing. You know, there's so many years where we didn't have insurance where you could have an arm falling off, hanging on by a tendon. And it's like, no, we don't have insurance. You know, yeah, you have to yeah. be in death store. So it's like, I've got insurance. Let me go get peace of mind. So I went there. They checked for TMG. They checked for dislocation. She wasn't quite sure. She says, maybe it was dislocated, but you popped it back. Um, she goes, but let me go get some x-rays. Well, then I get it back that says, well, it's such an uncommon fracture. I had to research it. And <laughs> there's a tiny study because it's, it's not supposed to happen. But yeah, one of the notches in the mandible on the top up by my ear, which hinges on for my jaw, one of them is called the colloidal process, and I have a fracture in it. <laughs> and she, she's like, okay, we're going to do some conservative management. You're not to open your mouth too much. You're not to, uh, you have to eat soft foods, no meats. And I'm like, you do understand Thanksgiving is coming, right? She's like, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. <laughs> I eat and drank a lot of soup. And then, yeah, just gave me meds to manage it and get the inflammation down and all that kind of thing. And so it doesn't hurt as bad as it did. And so, like, I'll notice it in the morning when it hurts or if I'm out in the cold. But I went and had a CT scan today and I have to go see a surgeon. <laughs> just oh to my gosh. Because they're like, if conservative measures don't work and it doesn't heal, you have to go have surgery on it. And I was like, well, let's not do surgery. Let's, let's do this other thing. And yeah. um, I think it was my boss asked, did the doctor say you had to stop talking? And I was like, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> You're talking to me, right? I, yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, I had her, I got a cold that should have cleared up within uh, two weeks, three weeks. I had it for two months and I kept losing my voice and she kept telling me, stop talking. And I'm like, but I can't help it. And like, I'd go to talk and I'd lose my voice instantly. And so, yeah, come on, be real. I'm not going to talk. Yeah, I talk too much. Yeah, that's what's going on. And then my husband started getting chest pains and I was like, okay, what is going on here? And that ended up being my husband fell. These are all toddler injuries. We must be real parents now. Anyway, um, that's what I keep telling myself. He fell Halloween and fell chasing the baby, little bluey running off to play. And he fell. And he says, we don't know why, but usually when things like this happen, especially to the chest, about two, three weeks later, you'll get inflammation in the joints. And that's what that is. It feels like a heart attack. They were more worried it was a blood clot. So that was a terrifying five hours waiting yeah. for the results back. 
and having to draw strength on the healing that I've I've done to realize if it is a blood clot, you've been through this before. It's not an unknown. You know you can survive. You know what to do. You have resources instead of me mm-hmm. spiraling like I did the first time it happened. But yeah, it was just inflammation. And so he took meds and it's feeling better. But yeah. Man. That's so bad. That's so scary. Right. I'm like, you're not allowed to do any more of this. You need to just stop. And so <laughs> I can't handle like, yeah, the people in my life when they get hurt. It's just like, stop. I want to protect you and put you in bubble wrap and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think that was my week. I remember telling you today what my day was today, all the appointments, and you go, is that it? And I'm like, what do you mean, is that it? That's a lot. (laughs) And I said, what else? (laughs) Because you know me. It's like, okay, Belinda's probably got a to-do list about 10 things long that she has deemed priority number one that really aren't priority. But no, I got all my priorities done. That's good. Yeah, that's what's in my car. I'm going to send you. All your whole family, some bubble wrap and some Reiki healing. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I know Mark could, he got some at the last psychic fair that we had here and he really enjoyed it. I know I just sit there, I sit there and I give it to myself. I just put my hands over different places and you know, sometimes I put my hand on him. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's do. That's this my week. Buster, what how's Buster doing? Buster, so my dog Buster is 16, over 16 years old, and he's really showing it. So he's he's doing okay. He didn't like all the driving around so much. and But actually, he did better this time than he did my last trip to Asheville, um, which he absolutely hated. But that was a lot more driving at once, which we will not be doing for van life. Um, I don't plan on doing like really long driving days. There you yeah. will be short driving days, and then we will be in one place for several days, maybe a week or two at a time before we do it again. So he should be okay with that. I'm just praying he makes it that long, um, at least to get out to see his boys um, that he grew up with, and they all want to see him. So that's that's the prayer, but he's hanging in there as best as he can as an old man. Yeah. Sometimes I feel his pain sometimes, especially in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> getting up in the morning, but yeah. There is always something fun and magical going on in the world and with of starlight and moonbeams. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you will receive weekly news, updates on our offerings and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on your app to queue up new episodes as soon as they drop and follow us on the socials. Find everything through our link tree in the show notes. Also, please consider leaving a review or a comment, something that lets other listeners know what you liked about the episode so they can tune in too. Okay, let's serve the tea. I'm excited about this episode. So you all know that feeling of comfort and coziness that we especially sink into at this time of year. Did you know there's a name for it? Belinda wrote all about it in this month's issue of Moonbeams Magazine, so I will let her introduce us to Huga. 
Hoga hoga. <laughs> okay, well, first, let me tell you how this word is pronounced. It is pronounced like I would say hig, H Y G G E. And I know that when we first looked at it, when we were searching it for the magazine, I was like, ooh, this is so hig. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Yep. Then you put it into Google and Google tells you how it's pronounced and it's pronounced Huga. I freaking love this word as much as I love the, the feeling that it um, invokes. Like we've talked about it in the podcast, right? About how the, the Burmansi here, and we talked about the blankets and getting cozy and the hot chocolate nestling under warm thick blankets the nice soft warm pajamas and you know it really like I said it invokes that image of just decadence and luxury and pampering and comfort and it's all those things that we just love and it makes it where we look forward to it and that is exactly what huga is and it's actually a Danish and Norwegian tradition. And it basically means, the word actually means cozy. What this tradition is, not so much a tradition, it's a lifestyle where it encompasses the mood and the lifestyle that you want to invoke in your home. And it brings in those elements of comfort, of coziness, of being content and happy and at peace with yourself. Um, that sense of cheerfulness and purpose, it's really about making your home that sanctuary, that place that you can't wait to return to. It's the place where you go home and you leave the worries of work and the world and everything else, all the drama of the world, it stays out of your home. It's at the front door. It's that safe, yeah, like I said, like that safe place, that sanctuary from the world. And so that's what Huga is. Um, it's about embracing the notion, and it's so, before I even say it, it's so opposite of the hustle and bustle culture that we experience here in the States of yeah. working continuously, always being busy. If you're not doing something, you're considered lazy, that kind of thing, of filling your to-do list with countless things, never-ending to-do list. When you try and bring more huga into your life and more of that lifestyle, it encourages you to slow down, to be mm-hmm. in the moment, um, to be present with the people that you love, with your family, your friends, when you get together, about being even present for yourself, of making sure that your needs are taken care of, that you're not just sacrificing your own needs and wants for something else so it you know oh i don't have time to go like is it go have a bath no you make time be in the moment you need a bath you want to relax you want to bring in that sense of serenity and contentment go do it and that's what i love about it that's one of the things that really drew me to it it's because that is part of the season too that we're in right now so it just really it really sparks that of just slowing down. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is it's, you know, the, those pictures when you see like a comfy 
overstuffed couch with thick cable knit sweaters or blankets and a fireplace and there's candles lit and there's a cup of coffee and that whole aesthetic, that feeling you get, that is huga. And it's that invitation, like you said, to slow down and just be. And as we enter the season of winter, which is all about the energy of winter is all about slowing down, going within, going into your den, just like all the animals hibernate for the winter. That's what we're invited to do as well and the energy that we are given at this time of year. And so that's kind of what Huga reminds me of too. It's like our den, you know, it's kind of like nesting for the family and the friends and creating this, this comfortable, relaxing atmosphere where you can just curl up and read a book, have good, quiet conversation, you know, laughter, maybe watch a movie, eat some popcorn, whatever. But it's that whole aesthetic of just comfort and being. And I think it's really funny. I came across, um, you know, like ways for you to bring in Huga into your life and your home. But one of the one things, and we'll get to some of these in a minute, but I it just kind of cracked me up because they actually, the Danes actually have pants that they call Huga Bookser. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Huga Bookser are the pair of pants that you'd never be caught dead wearing in public, but practically live in when you're at home on the weekends. It's, you know, the leggings with the nice big sweater over it or the sweatpants or, you know, whatever it is, the pajamas, the favorite pajamas. But that just tells you what it means. You know, it, it's that comfort, that at home, that relaxed, where you're not worrying about the outside world and all the pressures and all the extras that we do in our culture. I'm kind of chuckling because you said that you'd never be caught dead outside with. I go to Walmart <laughs> in my <laughs> leggings. You know, well, I still look put together. Like I bought a velour tracksuit because <laughs> it was so soft. I keep striking myself. Yes. And it, you don't know whether it's a tracksuit, like a, a tracksuit like yeah. to go out, a leisure suit, or if it's pajamas. And I went to Walmart in it. I'm like, I look okay. Like it's fine. So, yeah, I'm like... Yeah, I'll go to a Walmart and I don't, haven't gone to Walmart in my pajamas yet. Thank goodness. I haven't gone that low, but I'm all for leggings. I'm all for that kind of comfort thing. I think an, another thing that I love about this philosophy, this lifestyle, it's really just simplifying things down. It's mm-hmm. about enjoying those small pleasures because we often we either overlook them, we take them for granted, or we cast them aside as we don't have time for it. Just those small pleasures, the pleasure of having a nice cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolate, um, of being able to sit down and say, you know, I don't have time to sit down and read this book. You know why? You have time. Make time for those small pleasures. It's also about placing an importance on your family and friend relationships and the relationships with yourself. It's uh, Huga is all about connection. So like you said, sitting down and having those quiet conversations of spending time with people, 
of bonding, of creating memories, of those kinds of things that we, I think with the coming of cell phones and texting and all that stuff, we sometimes, we miss the thing. I remember where we'd go visit people. That's kind of hard when you're an introvert and you'd rather stay home. But there's something about that connection, about that being there in the in person, being there in the moment. Right. But yeah, and that's why we we are attracted to it, and so many in our community is because the magical community is all about being present. Because the past does not exist anymore, the future does not exist yet. All you really have is the present moment, exactly. and also on a bigger perspective all moments are happening right now. So all you can really do is be right here right now. And that's what it really encourages is that, that presence that, like you said, that connection, and that's how you bring more magic into your life. And so um, I think Kuga is like a beautiful compliment to the whole magical spiritual lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I love about it too is, I think a lot of us have already been doing it. We just didn't know that there was a name for it. Um, We didn't know the background for it. Like there are so many times where, especially since I've had my grandson, where it's like, okay, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. Here comes this little boy. Here, Grandma, can you play? Or, you know, climbs up on my lap and wants to snuggle. That's a pleasure for me. He is such Mm -hmm. a joy. And I, I make that conscious choice of, I'm going to choose connecting with my grandson here and he's, it's not going to take forever. It's just going to be for a little time hug. And then I can go on and do whatever's demanding my energy. I think that's part of Huga too, of, of making the most of those little moments in our day to do things like that. Because like you said, it's not going to last forever. And all we have is this moment. And so when we do look back, we see these little moments, these little connections that we've made. And I think that's what makes up our life. That's what brings that joy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you said we create it without realizing it. And we do to an extent, but we also long for it. You know, we mm-hmm. ache for it. Yeah. And that's, that's the attraction to the cheesy Christmas movies, you know, on mm-hmm. Hallmark and Lifetime and stuff is because they really are that whole concept of huga, you know, it's comforting, mm-hmm. it's um, joyful, it's, you know, they have all the beautiful decorations and just this lovely life with the bakers or, you know, the wedding planners or whatever <laughs> they do, you know, but it's that kind of lifestyle that we all long for. Whether we realize it or not, we're aware of it, or we even want to admit to it, it, it just brings that sense of um, comfort and peace and that we just don't get in our everyday busy lives. Exactly. But we do need to bring more of it into our lives and slow down and appreciate what we have. We need it. I, I agree. We long for it. You know, we yeah. long just for moments that make us feel good and happy and comfort us because we've gone through this year, whatever's happened in this year, it's almost like we, we give ourselves permission to slow down, breathe and take care of ourselves. Right. 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 So let's discuss some of the elements. We kind of have touched on some of them. 
but there's some ways that you can bring more of this huga feeling into your home and your life. And so um, we talked about the big thick blankets, the twinkly lights, candles are a way to bring them in to create that atmosphere. And we all love candles. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. see, there's a thing when I researched for the article I wrote, there is such a thing called the Huga Manifest or the Manifesto. And it's got 10 elements that show you step by step how to plan to bring it more into your life. Like you have atmosphere. The atmosphere of your home is very, very important. Look around your home and see what no longer serves you. Look around. Does that add to the coziness that you're wanting for or does it take away? You know, it's okay to let go of something that you once loved, but it doesn't work for you. So like quarters like me, get rid of it if it doesn't serve. Presence is a huge part. It's like a fundamental principle of Huga is being present in your life. It means putting down your phone and disconnecting from social media, video games, whatever has you scrolling on the internet. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. Huga doesn't mean you never pick up your phone or you don't enjoy those things, but it means making sure that when you are doing things and connecting with others or wanting to take care of yourself, some self-care needs, that it's okay to put it down. I wrote in it that the world doesn't end if we don't answer our texts immediately. It's important that you be in the moment, be in the here and now. Um, we said it before, pleasure is another thing. Somewhere along the way, we we started telling ourselves that it's okay to deny yourselves pleasure and that we're too busy to do that. And we do this, we're overindulging or that's what it means to have pleasure. It's okay. You've got limitations. You, what's that word? Everything in moderation. So, but it's okay to have a piece of chocolate. It's okay to have your favorite dessert. Okay to have a glass of wine once in a while you know, that kind of thing, pull out your recipe books, do those kinds of things that bring you joy, like pull out the book and read it. It's all about pleasure of taking the time to feel good. Okay, so another element of Huga is making sure that you express gratitude for what you have. I, I see it a lot and I know I've done it is that usually there's this big push in November because of Thanksgiving to express your gratitude every day. Huga encourages you to express gratitude every day, all through the year. It's mm -hmm. about no matter where we are in our lives and whatever we've done, there's always something to be grateful for. And you, especially when we're trying to create that magical life and we're trying to manifest our intentions and to manifest that joy and abundance, that's a, a fundamental key of manifesting, of being grateful for what you have and what you're about to receive. And so I think Huga is such a, it's a, such a magical lifestyle. Like it goes hand in hand with yeah. what we do. And then yeah. just, there's a bunch, but I want you guys to, if this, I want you guys to be able to go and read the magazine. There's just one more that I thought was really fitting because yeah, we are in the holiday season. We just had Thanksgiving. Um, there's so many different celebrations from different walks of life, philosophies and religions in this period, not just Christmas, but mm -hmm. so many different things that bring us together as family, that brings us together as friends. And that is a huga thing of making connections. 
So when we come together, we're making those connections and we're being in the moment, one element that's important is they called it the truce. It's where we know that there's that uncle that always says these things that get riled up or we've got this political aunt or this opinionated grandmother or whatever. And we know that there's going to be clashes and opinions and hurt feelings. The huga is about saying, okay, when we come together, let's just wave the, the white flag. Let's pocket. Let's put those things off. Let's not discuss those. There's so many different things that we could talk about. So many experiences, memories, traditions, whatever we can discuss without bringing in those red hot buttons. And mm-hmm. Huga uh, says, let's just, let's leave that for another day. We, we don't need to do that. Let's be peaceful. Let's be in harmony together. So that, in a, that energy that's in the home is not all chaotic and angry and everyone goes away. I'm never going to do this again. It's remembering that we're all humans. We're all divine humans, mm-hmm. but we're all humans. And at the very basis, we are all connected. We're all one. And all those things that try to separate us, it's who good tells you, like you said, leave that at the door, leave that outside and come together on the the things you do have in common and, you know, the memories, the desires, the hopes, the dreams, you know, there's so much there that is in common that you don't have to, you know, go down those tense roads that bring in the opposite of what who is. Yeah, exactly. I liked what you said about we have so much in common. And a lot of the times, it's what's brought us together. And then when we get all riled up or we're holding grudges or we've had fights or whatever, we forget that we share that commonality. We, sh- we forget that there are things that we love and experiences that have bonded us before. And so by casting those grudges aside or those opinions aside for the day, we're able to strengthen that and remind ourselves why we love each other, why we have that relationship to begin with, which I think is beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree. There's yeah. about five or five other ones there that you'll find in the magazine, but those are just a taste of some of those principles from the manifesto. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that there's a manifesto. Um, now what I read for some of the ways to bring it into your life more specifically, um, like I said, we already talked about blankets, sweaters, homemade sweets, comfort food and hot drinks. So coffee and tea and hot cocoa with marshmallows or whipped cream in it. Grandma's chicken pot pie, you know, those things or chicken and noodles or whatever it is, you know, those things that just make you go, ah, yes. And not to leave our Southern Hemisphere listeners out, um, there for the Danes, Huga is not limited to the winter. I mean, it's, yeah, it is kind of more like magically and metaphysically and energetically speaking, the winter season supports the Huga lifestyle because it is that going within and that um, going into your den for that rest and regeneration and reflection instead of going out and doing like we do in the summer. But there are ways to that the Danes practice this concept year round and some of the examples that were given, and this was in an article that in Country Living that is about that Mike Wiking, who is the CEO of Happiness Research Institute 
in Copenhagen. He's he's kind of the expert, it seems, on Hig. Huga, Hig, see? <laughs> you you read it, you read the word, and you want to say it one way, even though you know you're, it's supposed to be said another way. But some examples that he gave for, you know, what you can do in the summer if, you're, if your weather is warmer is a picnic is the backyard barbecues, bonfires on the beach or outside, outdoor movie nights, um, those kinds of things. And, and so that kind of gives you the idea of the basic concept of huga. Yeah, you can also do things where you take 10 minutes to declutter your home. Because remember, one of the principles is to simplify. So you can mm-hmm. do that. You can have a conversation anytime, regardless of the weather, with a loved one. Another thing that I really liked is we all have those passions. We all have those hobbies that we like. Take time to improve a skill or do a hobby or those things. That's a pleasure. Pleasure isn't just food related or warmth related. There's, you know, it's about finding that because, yeah, like in the Southern Hemisphere. Okay, I'm from Australia. Right now, my parents are in Sydney and it's hot and Christmas is going to be yeah, they're not going to around Christmas. So Huga is not even, it doesn't really revolve around holidays. It does revolve around the season because when their winter is, where it's our summer, but they can do those Huga things yeah. during their winter. So yeah, right now they're not going to get around a fireplace. It's way too hot, but they will go down to the beach and they'll walk along the beach and collect shells or go for a swim or take a walk around the park or go to the park and push my niece those are all kinds of things remember comfort coziness and pleasure are just and connection connection and being in the moment whatever you do be in the moment those then you're doing huga so yeah so some of the things that huga is not staring at your phone all day and you kind of talked (laughs) about that already scrolling scrolling (laughs) scrolling that is not Huga. Hibernating indoors alone all winter. And yes, cuddling up with a hot drink and a book, that is it. But again, you that connection, that in, that connection with and spending time with friends and the family is so important. So this is funny in this article, strict rules, and they actually talk about Marie Kondo. <laughs> that is not Huga. <laughs> So it is decluttering, but the difference is that she has very strict rules and, you know, you only keep things that spark joy where Huga provides a wider perspective. It's more forgiving. You know, it gives you, you do what makes you happy. And I, I think it's kind of the same concept of not keeping around those things that bring you down, that, ha- you know, that are tied to bad memories, that um, we talked about this in our sacred circle last time, that, you know, you don't hold on to things that are already dead. And so those concepts have the same common ground there, but who gets just more forgiving. And if you want 10 blankets because it makes you feel good or 10 pairs of pajamas that you love, you know, it's, it's, it's more forgiving in that way. Uh, <laughs> I it's also, like you said, <laughs> we all spark joy. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I'm I'm minima minimalizing now, you know, and I have all these pajamas. And even in Florida, I have all these cozy pajamas that I've collected mostly from Christmases because you know 
we got to all have new pajamas on Christmas Eve. So I have to go through and pick, you know, just like one or two sets of the the cold weather pajamas and oh, it's making me sad. <laughs> and that's not huga. So that's kind of what it was saying is if it makes you sad to let it go, then indulge yourself. And, you know, like you said, with the sweets, have that piece of chocolate. You know, we're, we're so constantly telling ourselves no that Huga gives you a little permission there to indulge and luxuriate and just, you know, it doesn't mean going overboard. Uh, like you said before, all, you know, all things in moderation. So to wrap us up, basically Huga is magic. Um, it follows a lot of the same concepts that we say for practicing magic and spirituality. Be present be connected. Remember that you are a part of a bigger entity, a bigger being, and we're all connected. It's about looking for the magic in everyday life and making more of that. Making more of what brings you joy will bring other people's joy and it's a ripple effect that goes out and that's what magic is. So whether it's creating your art doing your thing, having a nice conversation over hot cocoa next to the fire with your partner or your child or parent or a good friend, you know, all of that. That's all just common ground there between Huga and creating a more magical creative lifestyle. And so we hope that this has been kind of a fun conversation for you as well. And like Belinda said, you can check out more in our magazine, our November issue of Moonbeams magazine, or, you know, just go on Pinterest and enjoy all those images, but don't scroll too much because that's not who got <laughs> You've crossed the Huga line. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think when, if you scroll with purpose, you're okay. But once you start scrolling mindlessly and then yeah. when you, if you're using scrolling to escape, that's not Huga because Huga asks yeah. you to be present in the moment. Yeah. So, but yeah, like you said, Pinterest has some great articles. They have things on there where you can do challenges. So it like, it'll break it down like day one, try this, try this, try that. You may be surprised at just how Huga your life is. And so, yeah. yeah. Keep it magical. So Belinda, what Starburst are you sharing today? So it's always funny, like when it comes up to trying to decide what to share for our Starbursts, like my mind goes over different things and businesses and people that I know. But this week, I don't know if it was because my husband uh, was playing it in the background and I had just come from watching it. But it seemed to me that it kind of goes along with Huga, that comfort feeling. I wanted to starburst Doctor Who. <laughs> I freaking love Doctor Who. I love the 10th and the 11th Doctor were my favorite. If you're not uh, familiar with Doctor Who, Doctor Who is a British uh, TV show that they're about to celebrate their 60th anniversary of episodes. Wow. And it's about a Time Lord, it's an alien, uh, a Time Lord, two hearts, who regenerates, where he gets a new face, a new body, sometimes uh, becomes a female, but he carries on the 
memories in the consciousness from the beginning. And he travels around the universe through time, back and forward, in a TARDIS, a TARDIS, which is a police box, a blue police box. And usually he will have human companions with him. And it's just their adventures. I remember being at a course or a lecture about vision boards. And they asked the question, if you could do anything, what would you do? Sky's the limit. You could be anything, do anything. What would you do? So everyone was giving their answers. And here's me put my hand up. I said, um, I would like to travel with the doctor in the TARDIS because <laughs> I want to travel in the idea of all these worlds and getting to explore and meet new yeah. people, have new experiences. Anyway, how does that relate to the Starburst? Well, one, Doctor Who just had an, a new episode, new specials with my favorite doctor, the 10th Doctor, David Tennant. He is brilliant. I love that man. But if you could see my face right now, guys, I big smile. It excites me. It is such a pleasure to watch it. I get a lot of comfort from it. It inspires me to write. It sparks my imagination. And I feel whenever I watch it, like this massive big blanket is just encompassed in me. And I'm just in my happy place. Now, is Doctor Who going to be your happy place? Maybe not. You know, not a lot of people like it. It's sci-fi. But what TV show is your happy place? What is your comfort? Is it books? Does books get you excited and spark your imagination? I know that Christy and I both like Supernatural. That is something that we just love. If we've had a hard day, we turn it on. So that is my starburst. To find that thing that that you watch that brings you comfort, that, that keeps you present that lets you forget the worries of the day and all the things that you've got to do, your to-do list, where you can sit down for an hour or two and just enjoy an episode or two. Um, So that is my Starburst. Doctor Who, of course, you need to watch it because it's amazing. But also take the time to indulge in some of your favorite TV shows. That's a very Hooga line, isn't it? Because you could binge it and marathon it for like weeks but no, just one or two, like, have an episode. So, yeah. What about you, Christy? What's your Starburst for today? Okay, well, mine isn't so relevant to our topic today, but I do want to give a Starburst for this because there's a timeline, there's a deadline coming up for it. And this is uh, Priestess Presence Temple and School of the Sacred Arts. And, yes, I have mentioned them before It is the school that I go to for my priestess path. Um, A couple, about a month or so ago, they had the doors open for their 2024 annual program, Enter the Mystery. And their other flagship program is the Rosa Mystica School. And those doors are open right now through December 11th. So I just wanted to bring that up. This is for those who are interested in being a Scent Priestess. And I'll just give a little bit of information that we share about that. So um, here's what they actually say. For thousands of years before biblical times in the great cultures of Sumer, Babylon, Canaan, and Egypt, temples were the core of communities. Women went to the temples to be trained by priestesses and be in service to their communities. Many were trained as scent priestesses. They learned that anointing is a vibrational healing of aromatic traditions, 
combined with self-blessing and intuitive awakening through the use of holy oils. Holy oils have been used as a sacred practice for spiritual union, sanctifying rites of passage, and found in all ancient civilizations and cultures. 13-cent priestess lineages will be open to you combined with a specific anointing oil that carries its frequency. Mary Magdalene is the most recent historical touchpoint we have for anointing. Without question, she was a sent priestess, and without her, it's possible this sacred art could have been broken. While she is a historical figure, she is also a collective archetype. As an archetype, the Magdalene represents the bold, vulnerable, sensual, mystical, erotically alive woman. So my dear friend Elaine Kalila Doughty and her friend Diana Dubrow were called to create the Rosa Mystica Mystery School which is an extension of the frequency of the Sisterhood of the Rose and to reawaken the 13 lineages of the Sent Priestess. So with the Magdalene as your Sent Priestess guide, when you join lineages of the Sent Priestess, you'll reweave the lineages of the Rose back onto this planet, supporting all beings to heal. It's a profound commitment to humanity. It's the path of the heart. And each month you'll have the opportunity opportunity to immerse in the Magdalene Mysteries with one of the three live temples. So registration is open right now. It's 12 months all year long. And there is, I believe it's optional, um, a live retreat as well for some of the members. And if that's something that interests you, if you are called to aromatherapy, but any using the oils in a more sacred uh, and blessing way, then this might be something that interests you. And we will put the link in the show notes if that's something that you want to check out. And I will fully disclose I am an affiliate as a member of the school. And so I get a, you know, well, a, a Starlight Moving gets a little bit of commission there if you were to enroll. But even if you weren't, go take, there's a quiz on there that you can take to find out what your scent priestess archetype is too, and kind of gives you some good information. And again, the, the school of the secret arts, the priestess presence, they have so many awesome programs, so much just, I'm going to say free, but it's a heart contribution, you know, gifts that they give as far as um, programs that you can do without a money exchange. in this sense it just feels weird to say oh it's free but I mean it is there's an exchange there and you'll feel it when you're actually taking it and so yeah I uh, invite anybody who's interested to go check that out that's my starburst thank you all so much for joining us for this cuppa Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. 
Now go make some magic.